0: Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCreary. I know it has been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode, and I'm sorry for my absence. I've just been really busy with school um, and this huge project I've been working on, which is actually what I want to talk about today. Over the last couple of months, I have been working on my NFL draft stats database, which I introduced last year. I've been adding a lot of data to it, um, and I think I have something really, really cool. So for today's episode, I want to go through it and break down Everything that is included in my database, and you can get access to this database uh, for five dollars a month if you subscribe to my Patreon. And along with that, you'll get access to other stat data or other statistical databases uh, for the NFL and the NBA. Um, but this is really cool, I intro- introduced this last year, uh, but I've added a lot of data to it over the last couple of months, and now I think. I have a really, really cool tool, but I want to go through it today, break down uh, everything that I've added, all the changes I've made, why I made those changes, um, and what some of these data points mean. Um, So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, First off, uh, in this database, you will find every single position. You'll find quarterbacks, running backs. Receivers, tight ends, uh, every offensive line position split up into interior offensive linemen and offensive tackles, and then you'll see interior interior defensive linemen, edge rushers, linebackers, quarterbacks, and safeties. And you'll also see two spreadsheets uh, with combine measurements and RAS, which is Relative Athletic Score, um, which is just it, it's a number that takes uh, every prospects combine measurements and, put it, and puts it into one number on a scale of 1 to 10 to measure their athleticism. Very useful. Um, and then starting out with quarterbacks, let's break down everything that's included in the quarterbacks and, and what stats are included here in this sheet. So I have, um, for, for every position... I have every prospect from the 2021 class and every prospect uh, from, I'm uh, sorry, every prospect from the 2022 class and every prospect from the 2023 class, as well as some of the top prospects from previous drafts uh, from the 2021, 2020, and 2019 classes. And for quarterbacks, um, got every guy from the last two classes, and then some guys, some top guys from previous classes like Kyla Murray, Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence, Tuantungo uh, Vailoa, Justin Herbert, Trey Lance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and for the prospects, um, every position, for every position, I have what pick the player was, what round they were drafted in, um, what their grade, what grade they were given uh, from NFL.com, and more specifically, uh, Lance Zonelon, who works for NFL.com. Um, and then for quarterbacks, running backs, uh, wide receivers, and tight ends, I have some PFF, some team PFF grades, just to give us uh, their team context. Uh, So for quarterbacks, I have their team offensive PFF grade, uh, their team receiving PFF grade, and their team pass blocking PFF grade. Uh, Then I have their strength of schedule. Every player has their team strength of schedule included here. Uh, and then for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, I have a metric called situation score, which looks at their team's PFF grades um, and strength of schedule to see, you know, what was the situation like? And the higher the number, the better um, the better their situation was. And the lower the number, the worse their situation was. And I think this uh, metric is pretty cool. So if you look at... Um, you know the quarterbacks with the best situations in their final season number one we got Trey Lance number two Zach Wilson number three Kyler Murray number four and uh Bailey Zappi and number five Tua Tongo Bailoa and then if we see if we look at uh the guys or the quarterbacks with the worst situations we'll see number one Tanner McKee number two Will Levis number three Hendon Hooker number four Carson Strong and number five EJ Perry um, so I really like this metric and it just gives us a little bit more context, which I find really helpful. Uh, and then we also have PFF grades for their final season, like their offensive PFF grade, their passing PFF grade, their running PFF grade, that's cool. And then we have some, some premium stats. Um, and, and I, uh, over the last few months, I spent a lot of time adding in these premium PFF stats from, from Pro Football Focus. And I think these are super useful and will help, help us out a lot. So for quarterbacks, I have um, some um, really basic advanced stats like big-time throw rate, turno- turnover-worthy play rate, average depth of target, adjusting completion percentage, which uh, is supposed to measure accuracy, or is supposed to be a signal uh, for accuracy. Then we got drop percentage, pressure to sack rate, uh, which is a very useful metric. I really like this one. Then we have time to throw. And then we get into some more um, more advanced numbers, like uh, what percent uh, play action drop back percentage, which is just what percentage um, of these of the quarterbacks drop backs were play action. And then we have screen drop back rate, which is the same thing, just uh, what percentage of these uh, quarterbacks uh, drop backs were screens. That kind of tells us, um, and these these two metrics tell us, you know, what percentage of these. Uh, prospects, uh, dropbacks or, or what like what percentage of their production um, was manufactured or is coming on plays where that production will be manufactured and, may, and, um, and that's very useful. Then we got like uh PFF, PFF grade on play action plays, PFF grade where there's no play action. Um, we'll see PFF grade or uh, PFF passing grade on short throws, PFF passing grade on medium throws and PFF. Passing rate on deep throws. Um, then we get into you know, their PFF grades uh, under pressure uh, when they're blitzed. When they're not blitzed, uh, their, their PFF passing grade or their PFF grade when uh, they're kept clean. Um, those metrics are useful as well. Then we got some advanced rushing stats like um, yards after contact per uh, rush attempt. And then missed tackles force per carry. Breakaway run rate. Uh, and then there's like an elusive rating. Um, and then we got yards per carry. Um, and then I have a, a, a stat called manufactured production, which is just the a quarterback's uh, screen dropback rate uh, plus their play a- their play action dropback rate. Um, and that just shows us how much of their production was manufactured. That's very helpful to kind of weed out the the prospects whose production may look good but came on manu- came on you know a high rate of manufactured plays. So that's very useful. Then I have some advanced stats. Um, you got like completion percentage, adjusted yards per attempt, pass the rating, QBR, like total EPA, uh, uh, pa- passing EPA, rushing EPA, sack EPA, and penalty EPA. And, th- and all of these stats are for their final season. And then we get into some market share stats. And market share stats, if you've never heard of that, um, you take a certain stat like rushing yards. And if you want to see a player's rushing yards market share, you you look at how many rushing yards they have in a single season and divide that number by their team's total rushing yards. And that's what this is. So we have market share stats. um, We got like carry market share, rush yards market share, rushing touchdowns market share. And the reason these stats are important is because because, uh, when you're looking at counting stats, Uh, That doesn't take into account what kind of offense the quarterbacks play in. Some quarterbacks play in a run-heavy offense. So they are going to, you know, they're just going to have more rushing yards than another running back or than another quarterback. Or like they're just going to have more opportunities to gain more rushing yards. So they're at an advantage when it comes to rushing yards. So this, um, looking at these rushing stats this way, kind of adjusts for that. Um, so that's why they're useful. And then I have adjusted market share stats, which is the same thing, just adjusted for age and strength of schedule. Um, and and that's very helpful. I really, really, really like these adjusted market share stats. Let me get a drink real quick. Then after that, um, we have career stats. Um, that's basically like the advanced stats that I talked about earlier. Completion percentage, att- adjusted yards per attempt. Touchdown rate, interception rate, pass the rating, um, and then all the rushing stats. Carries per game, rushing yards per game, yards per carry, and rushing touchdowns per game. And all of this um, is all uh, these quarterback stats for their entire collegiate career. Um, and the reason I included this, this is one of the biggest changes I made to the database. I included this because there are some, some prospects in this database that had really great final seasons... Um, but maybe didn't have the best college careers. And I wanted that to be included so I didn't have any blind spots. And there were some prospects who you know, didn't have the best final years, but had great college careers, um, or maybe had some great careers early on, um, and that wasn't being included, and that was a blind spot. And when I think about that, like players who didn't have great final seasons, or maybe their final seasons were worse than some of their earlier seasons, when I think about players like that, I think about Will Anderson Jr., Derek Stingley Jr. Um, those players are great examples of that. Um, and including career stats helps, uh, kind of adjust for that and helps kind of cover up that blind spot. Uh, so that isn't an issue. Then we have, uh, combine measurements, um, athletic scores like uh, size score, and that's just basically like height plus weight. Uh, and then we got, um, you know, speed score, burst score, agility score, speed score is just like a weight adjusted, uh, 40 time. And then we got burst score, which is uh, vertical leap plus broad jump. Then agility score, which is uh, the shuttle and three cone added together. Um, and then I have um, a section of metrics that are supposed to, you know, measure a player's development. Um, and that's early declare. Uh, did a player declare early or not? Um, and th- that's important because the earlier a player declares, the better. Um, because if a, if a player declares early, that's a signal that NFL teams think they are really good. Um, and that they are an NFL-caliber player. And the earlier that you're an NFL-caliber player, the better. Then I have breakout age, which is the age of these players um, in which they had their first season with a PFF grade of 70+. plus. Now, not all players have a season um, in their college career with a, with a PFF grade of 70+, plus, um, um, but most do. And I think that is a good sig- signal for, like, uh, their breakout age, and you know, the earlier that you break out, the better, because, like, the the earlier that you're good is really good, like, if you're, if you're elite as a freshman, that's great, but if you don't break out until your junior year, that's not great, and we need to adjust for that, um, so that's why this, um, metric is included, or that's why I, I included this, and then we have peak PFF grade, which is basically, like, what a player's, um, best single season PFF grade was, and that just shows us, like, how good were they at their best? And that's also important. Um, so that's all the metrics for quarterbacks. We'll move on to running backs. And I'll try to get through this quickly because I don't want this podcast episode to be too long. Um, so for running backs, you know, we have the basic information that I talked about with quarterbacks, what draft pick they were, where, uh, what round they were drafted in, uh, their, their um, grade according to NFL.com. Uh, and then we got some team context grades like their team PFF um, offensive grade, their team PFF run blocking grade, and then we got strength of schedule. Uh, for running backs, I have a situation score. I have their their PFF grades like their offensive PFF grade, their running PFF grade, their receiving PFF grade, and their pass blocking PFF grade. Then we got some premium premium stats from PFF. Their yards per yeah yards after contact per rush attempt. Their uh, missed tackles forced per carry, their breakaway run rate, their elusive rating. Uh, and then we get into some receiving s- stats here. Um, the slot percentage, how, what percentage of their uh, snaps were in the slot. Uh, I mean, I think that would be receiving sl- uh, snaps, like what percentage of their slots as a pass catcher uh, were in the slot. And then we got wide rate, which is what percentage of their receiving snaps um, were out wide, then we got yards after catch per reception, yards per r- route run. Yards per route run is very important. Um, it's important for running backs, receivers, and tight ends. It's one of my favorite metrics included here. Then we have average depth of target, drop rate, passer rating when targeted. Uh, then we got screen target percentage. What percentage of their um, you know of their uh, receiving or of their targets came on screens? That's what that stat is. Then we got. Uh, a screen grade, like PFF uh, grade on screens. Then we got yards per route run on screens. Then we have a PFF grade on slot, uh, from the slot. And then a yards per route run from the slot. Uh, Both of those metrics are very important. Then we got some advanced stats, like depth adjusted yards per route run. It takes yards per route run and adjusts it for uh, the depth of target because, um, you know, it's cool if you have a high yards per route run, but if it came on a low, uh, depth of target, or a low average depth of target, it's less impressive, so this is just for that, and then we have age and strength of schedule, adjusting yards per route run, It takes a player's yard, yards per route run, and adjust it for age and strength of schedule, and I have these two metrics for running backs, receivers, and tight ends, and then we got receiving yards per team pass attempt, um, which this metric is kind of like yards per route run in a way, um, But um, it it adjusts for more factors, like how often your team passes. Um, You know, if a player is injured, they're going to be lower in this metric. Um, So it's different than yards per route run, uh, but it's kind of, um, it it is similar in a way. Um, And so there's some correlation there. Then we got yards per carry, uh, yards per reception, yards per play, and total touchdown rate. Um, and total touchdown rate is just what percentage of the running back's plays are a touchdown. Um, so that's good. And then we got market share stats like Dominator, which is what percentage of their, to- of their team's total offense uh, did they record. Um, then we got carry market share, rushing yards market share, uh, rushing touchdowns market share. Then we got target market share, um, which is just what percentage of their team's t- total targets did they record. Then we have receiving yards market share, receiving touchdown market share. Then we have all of these stats adjusted for age and strength of schedule. Um, and I've done that for, you know, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. Um, and then uh, we have, you know, career stats. Um, and that's like uh, carries per game, uh, rushing yards per game rushing touchdowns per game, uh, receptions per game, receiving yards per game, receiving touchdowns per game, um, and then I believe we have, like, total plays per game, uh, yards, per, uh, yards per play, um, um, total yards per game, total touchdowns per game, and uh, touchdown percentage. And, and all of these are career stats. Um, and like I said earlier, this is included to adjust for guys who had like a a great final season, but maybe not a great college career, or a really strong college career, but an underwhelming final season, Um, and that would kind of adjust for that. Then we have age, combine measurements, um, and development. Um, Now for receivers, the uh, premium stats for them, uh, we got like the team context grades, like their team uh, PFF offense grade, their team PFF passing grade, their team uh, PFF receiving grade, um, strength of schedule, situation, score. Um, then we got their own individual PFF grades, like their PFF offensive grade, their PFF receiving grade, their PFF run blocking grade. Um, we got slot rate, um, per, like percentage of their of their routes that came in the slot. Uh, and then we got a wide rate, percentage of their uh, routes that came um, out wide. Then we got yards after catch per reception. Miss tackles forced per reception, yards per route right run, average depth of target, drop percentage. Um and then here's some other stats that you'll see for receivers and tight ends. Contest contested catch target rate, which is what percentage of your targets are contested targets. Um and that's important because I got because players um, who have, who's, who, like, uh, who's, wow, I cannot talk. Receivers and tight ends who have a high rate of their targets that are being contested, their bust rate um, is quite high and their hit rate is quite low. So it's important to look at this um, this metric, metric, to kind of tell, you know, what percentage of their targets are contested, um, because this is a signal for players who can't separate, and it's not perfect, I'm not saying that if you, if a, a high rate of a player's targets are contested, that doesn't mean they can't separate, this is just a signal for it, like, um, that this might be the case. Then we got contested catch rate, what percentage of their contested targets are these players catching, um, and then we got pass rating when targeted. Um, and then we got some other advanced PFF stats like short target rate, uh, PFF grade, uh, or I think it's PFF receiving grade on short routes, um, yards per route run on short routes, medium target rate, uh, their grade on medium routes, their yards per route run on medium routes. Then we got deep target rate, uh, grade on deep routes, and then yards per route, yards per route run. On deep routes then we got screen target rate Well, uh, what which is what rate or what percentage of their targets are screens um, this is useful um, because this tells us like how much um, of, of a player's production is manufactured um, and so this is that's important for that uh, then we got a screen grade and then yards yards per route run on screens then we got a uh, a slot grade uh, which is a player's receiving grade from the slot uh, yards per route run from the slot. Then we got man target rate, which is a one percentage of their targets coming against man coverage. And then we have a PFF for receiving grade versus man yards per route run versus man, versus man coverage. And then we got the same uh all the same stats for zone, um, like a zone target rate. Uh, uh, PFF grade versus zone coverage and then yards per route run versus zone. And then just like running backs for receivers, I have a depth adjusted yards per route run and an age and strength of schedule adjusted yards per route run. Uh, and then we got receiving yards per team pass attempt yards per reception, touchdown rate and, exp- and a metric I call explosion, which is just yards per reception plus touchdown rate. And this uh, shows us receivers, that are really explosive, uh, who get a lot of targets deep down the field, who are very good deep threats, so I like that metric a lot. Sorry, I had to get a drink real quick. Then I have a manufactured production stat uh, for receivers and tight ends, and this tells this is just um, their screen target rate plus their contested, ca- their contested catch target rate. Um, that tells us what percentage of their production is is coming on contested tar- targets and screens. Uh, guys um, who have a lot of their production coming on these types of plays um, are kind of, that, that should be a little bit of a red flag. I'm not saying that it's uh, always detrimental, but it is a red flag. If a, a lot of a player's production is coming on these types of plays, that is a bit of an issue, um, or it can be. And then for receivers, we got market share stats, dominator, uh, r- a dominator rating, target market share, receiving yards market share, receiving touchdowns market share. Um, then we have all these market share stats adjusted for age and strength of schedule. Then we got career stats, receptions per game, receiving yards per game, yards per reception, receiving touchdowns per game, and touchdown rate. Then we got age, combine stats, um, then the development stats that I talked about earlier. And for tight ends, I'm trying to think if there's anything really different for tight ends and receivers. Um, there are some things that are different, um, like for tight ends, I have um, pass block rate, like what what percentage of their snaps are they pass blocking? Um, and then I have an inline rate, which is what percentage of their snaps are they in line? Um, that's also important. Um, and then let's see, for tight ends... Um, they pretty much for tight ends, like I have the same kind of uh, advanced PFF stats as I do for receivers um, and nothing much uh, is different here. Got market share stats, adjusted market share stats, uh, career stats, and then combine data and then development stats. Now we move on to interior offensive linemen um, and for all offensive linemen, um, other than like quarterbacks, running backs and wide receivers, wide receivers and tight ends, um, outside of th- those positions, no other position has, like, those team PFF grades. I just don't think they're very useful uh, for any other position, so that's why they're not included. But for everybody else, we still have, you know, what draft pick they were, uh, their uh, grade from NFL.com, their slingship schedule, their individual PFF grades. So for, like, offensive linemen, we have... Um, their, uh, PFF offensive grade, their PFF pass block grade, their PFF run block grade. Um, and then for offensive linemen, we have pass blocking efficiency, their true pass set grade, um, and pass blocking efficiency, um, is like a number on a scale, uh, from zero to 100, uh, which looks at, it's just like how efficient were they on their, on their, um, Pass blocking snaps, um, how often were they allowing pressures and sacks and stuff like that? That's what that number is. Then we have their true pass set grade, their PFF grade on, on true pass sets, which are pass sets where there isn't like play action, screens, RPOs, stuff like that. Then we have true pass set efficiency, zone snap percentage, which is what percentage of their run blocking snaps are zone zone runs. Then we have a zone grade, like what their PFF grade was on zone plays. Then we got a gap snap percentage, what percentage of their run blocking snaps or gap runs. And, the, and then we got a gap grade, which is uh, their PFF grade on gap runs. Then we got you know age, combine stats, then development. And it's the same stats for offensive tackles. Now we're moving to the defensive side of the ball. Starting off with interior defensive linemen, um... Uh, we got individual PFF grades like their PFF defense grade their PFF run defense grade their PFF tackle grade and their PFF pass rush grade um and then we got some PFF premium stats uh, I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned this but in case I didn't when I talk about like these uh, these like PFF premium stats and the market share stats all of those metrics are from players final seasons. Just to make that clear, if I hadn't already. Now back into interior defensive linemen. Uh, Their PFF premium stats are PRP, which is kind of like pass block efficiency for for offensive linemen. Um, It's one number that kind of looks at their productivity, their sacks, pressures, and putting it into one number. It's not on a scale of 0 to 100 uh, like it is for offensive linemen. Then we got pass rush win rate. True pass set grade, uh, true pass set PRP, um, true pass set win rate, stop rate for run defense, and then run defense miss tackle percentage, or uh, miss tackle rate. Then we um have some market share stats. We have solo tackle market share, um, and hold up, I gotta fix this, um, and this wasn't labeled correctly. So let me fix that real quick. Uh, but we got. Yeah, market share stats. So t- solo tackle market share, tackle for loss market share, sack market share, and then we have those market share stats adjusted for strength of schedule and age. Then we got career stats like solo tackles per game, tackles for loss per game, sacks per game, um, and then a stat I call total production per game, which is just you know solo tackles, tackles for loss, and sacks combined. Um, um, I don't think this stat like is super useful. On its own, but it is somewhat useful and just cool to look at. Then we got age um, and combine measurements and then development stats. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing for edge rushers. I'm trying to think if there's anything different for edge rushers. Um, Not really. It's the same stuff uh, for edge rushers as well. The same kind of stats. Um, Now we move on to linebackers. For linebackers, um, we have PFF grades, like PFF defense grade PFF run defense grade, PFF tackle grade, PFF pass rush grade, and PFF coverage grade. And and then we got premium PFF stats, rush rate, which is what rate of their snaps are they rushing the passer. Then we have PRP, the pass rush productivity stat. Then we got pass rush win rate, true pass set grade, uh, true pass set PRP, uh, true pass set win rate, stop rate, run defense miss tackle rate. Uh, coverage rate, which is what percentage of their snaps are they, co- are they in coverage, uh, and then we got some some uh, advanced PFF advanced coverage stats from PFF: completion percentage, yards allowed per reception, average depth of target, um, forced incompletion rate, and passer rating when targeted or pass passer rating allowed when targeted. And then we have pass play miss tackle rate man rate, uh, and man rate is the percentage of their coverage snaps in which they are in man coverage. We got their PFF grade, um, in man, in man coverage. We got zone rate, which is the rate of their coverage snaps in which they are playing zone coverage. Then we have zone grade, which is their PFF grade and zone coverage. And then we have market share stats like solo tackle market share, tackle for loss market share, sack market share, and passes defended market share, I didn't include interceptions, because linebackers really don't get many interceptions, and interceptions are fluky, Um, they aren't a stat that, um, like, they, they fluctuate a lot, they go up and down, passes defended is a stat that stays, that isn't as fluky, or doesn't fluctuate as much as interceptions, so that's why I didn't include interception market share, and then we have adjusted market share stats, which is just those market share stats adjusted for age and strength of schedule. Then we got career stats, solo tackles per game, tackles for loss, per, uh, tackles for loss per game, uh, sacks per game, passes defended per game, and then total production per game, which is just all those stats added together, like solo tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, and passes defended added up then we got age and combine measurements and then uh the development stats and for corners and safeties uh the stats are are a little different um still got the pff grades pff defense grade run defense grade tackle grade and coverage grade uh, and then we got the the uh, advanced coverage stats from pff completion percentage yards allowed per reception average depth of target forcing and completion rate uh passer rating allowed when targeted Pass play, miss tackle rate, uh, man rate, the man grade, zone rate, zone grade, stop rate, run defense, miss tackle rate. Uh then we got market share stats, solo tackle like solo tackle market share, pass and defending market share, and interception market share. I did include interception market share for corners and safeties because they are just like more they're more likely to get interceptions, uh, their interception data. Um, is more complete than it is for linebackers. They just they get more interceptions than linebackers do, so that's why I included it. But I don't think interception market share is that important when I look at corners. in my, in my opinion, um, I think passes defended are are, a, are way more important. Um, and then I have those market share stats adjusted um, for age and strength of schedule. Then we got career stats like solo tackles per game, passes defended per game. Um, in interception in interceptions per game, um, and then total production per game, which is those stats, those career stats, all added together. Then we got age, combine stats, uh, development stats, um, and then for safeties, everything is pretty much the same for safeties, except um, for them like the PFF grades. We got like the defense grade, the run defense grade, tackle grade, pass and rush grade, and the coverage grade, uh, because safeties do a lot more than corners. Um, and then for the PFF. Uh, advanced coverage grades like we have their coverage rate which is like what percentage of their snaps are they in coverage um, and then we also uh, their market share stats are a little bit different like they, for safeties I've added tackle for loss market share um, and for their career stats like I've added tackles for loss per game so those are the only things that are different for safeties than cornerbacks um, and then for safeties obviously got like their age their combine stats the development stats but yeah, I know that was a lot of inf- information, a lot of stats I threw at you, um, but I really like this database. I think this information is super valuable. In the future, what I want to do with this is I want to add um, like approximate value into it and I want to take every player's approximate value from their uh, their second year in the NFL to their fourth year in the NFL and see how their college production um correlates to that um and and i want to try to make a a you know a prospect model an nfl draft model where i try to predict the success of these prospects i think that would be cool and then for like quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and tight ends at some point i want to see how their college production correlates to their fantasy production like their points their ppr points per game from their uh second year in the nfl to their fourth year in the nfl and the reason i would choose their second year in the in the nfl to their uh to their fourth year is that their rookie contract um and it's hard to do stuff like their peak uh like their three-year peak in the nfl or, or like their career approximate value because that changes so often um and like their peak it's just, like, that changes, and that's different for each player. Like, each player, their peak comes at a different time. So, looking at, like, their second year in the NFL to their fourth year in the NFL, um, I think that just puts everybody on the same playing field, and that's just a better way to look at it. But that's what I want That's what I want to do in the future. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to come on to the podcast today and break this down because I know – if it's your first time looking at this, at this stuff, like you're going to be confused. So I wanted people to be able to to come to this podcast episode, have everything explained to them, um, why it's included and why everything is important. But yeah, um, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Um, I'm excited to get into all the draft stuff. I'm really excited for the draft this year. I'm excited to break down prospects. Um, I got a lot of content planned, going to be releasing scouting reports, going to be talking about prospects on the podcast. So I'm excited for that. Can't wait. And I hope y'all enjoyed this and I will see y'all next time. Peace.